Does your bike need some love? Shimano Original Replacement Parts are the best way to renew the original function of your Shimano-equipped bike. Available online and at your local retailer. From Red Kite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I am Celine Yeager, and with me is my co-host, Patrick Brady. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. How are you, Patrick? I'm good. Uh, I got to ride today. Uh, That's got good. Out for how was the air? Hours. Well, the air wasn't, uh, it wasn't perfect, but it was good enough to ride. Uh, the, the AQI was 101 when I left, which is... Just I don't really barely, know what that means. Like, I see just, that for you guys, but I don't know yeah. what that means. Um, so below 50, I think, is where it's green, and that's like perfect air. Mm-hmm. And then 50 to 100 is yellow, mm-hmm. and that's pretty good air. And then from 100 up, that's orange, maybe to 150. I'm not sure where that cuts off, but after orange, it goes to red. Once you're into red and purple, that's when it's like... Can we suggest that maybe you just stay inside for now? Uh, God almighty. Like yeah. with, it's just not good advice right now with the pandemic, right? Like you're like, <laughs> I'm going to go outside. I've been inside for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a night where I was like ready to, you know, like withdraw 500 bucks from the ATM and go to GameStop and just buy game consoles <laughs> and games with the boys. I was like, yeah. uh, you know, but Seriously, uh, you know, if it's in the low orange range, 100, 120, somewhere in there, it's still perfectly fine for riding. Mm-hmm. If you were asthmatic, you might bump into an issue. Right. But, uh, you know, also, I told you about this book called Breathe that I read. You did. Yes. Well, uh, I I make sure to breathe through my nose as I'm riding. Oh, and that oh, filters the air. It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read all about it in this book called Breathe. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I, I've taken that book to heart in any number of ways. And when I do go out and I do an easy ride, I do have this added level of confidence that I'm not doing something really stupid. But if I can smell a campfire, I go back inside. Yeah, no, that's good advice. Yeah. I mean, it, dude, we had air quality index warnings from your fires here last weekend. Oh, lucky you. They made it all the way across the country. Funny how that whole globe thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Not a flat earth. It's, you know, stuff goes around the world. Amazing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now you're late summer, so you're probably baking a little bit, huh? Yeah, it's, um, yesterday was delightful and today is quite hot again. They've been calling for storms, but we haven't had it. It's not, it's not broken yet. It's Mm. definitely like. I will probably get some remnants of Laura or whatever the next <laughs> one, you know, is that season. So, uh, but I don't think anything like we saw last time, like it's just going to be storms whipping through kind of thing. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, absolutely. Good. I'll take some, you know, scattered thunderstorms and that kind of thing. That's summer. Yeah, you know, I would. Fun. You know, if I could like buy some from you. <laughs> no kidding no kidding if we could just swap um, yeah yeah well what's your pull this week my pull well you know i know i i debated this because i i know everybody has covid fatigue and believe me i have covid fatigue but i wrote a piece for bicycling that is now on runner's world as well that it just felt too important not to talk about uh-huh. uh you know a little larger for our audience Over the past few weeks, some increasingly disturbing studies and reports were crossing my desk about exercising with COVID, Uh, specifically Mm -hmm. exercising while you have uh, coronavirus, even after you've quote unquote recovered, can significantly increase your risk for some pretty serious cardiovascular complications. Uh, Myocarditis is one of them. That's Uh that's dangerous inflammation of the heart muscle that can cause heart failure it can also kill you i mean it's it's mm-hmm. not something to, to 
tinker with. And uh, blood clots is another issue, you know, mm-hmm. that, that they've been that they've been seeing. And, uh, you know, some of these and they're peer reviewed. I mean, it's not just this pre press stuff. It's peer reviewed research that has been um, coming out of some some pretty high places like JAMA cardiology, et cetera. Ooh. Um, yeah. So I was watching that and then I was just sort of perusing the socials like one does. And I came across a post from longtime racer and rider Trey Richardson. Do you know Trey? No. He's sort for Dirt Rag and Bike Rumor and Imba. He's he's been around. Okay. And probably more of an East Coast guy. But um yeah, he's he's been around. And he was posting about his experience with COVID because he was diagnosed positive with it on Facebook. And uh I called him up because as I'll get to later, he was talking about how he, he was not exercising. But so he he said he had been out on a mountain bike ride with his wife. This is before like he he felt fine. Right. He was out on a mountain bike ride with his wife on some isolated trails behind his house. They live in Georgia uh, that they ride all the time. And it's not really private trails, but it's not marked either. It's kind of trails nobody knows about. So mm-hmm. they've been they've been just quarantining on those trails since this began. Anyway, about 45 minutes into his ride, they were working their way up the last climb. He's like, it's a no big deal climb, moderate climb up to the back to the house. He's done a million times. And he, you know, he's like, he just didn't feel right. Like he didn't feel like the whole ride. He thought it was just because it's been so hot and humid and allergies and blah, 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 blah. But like mid climb, he couldn't breathe anymore. And he actually had to stop. Like Mm. he couldn't. He couldn't make it up to the top of this climb that he does all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he's like, my heart was pounding. I had to stop for 10 minutes. And his wife was like, you need to see a cardiologist because he's got um, his dad died from heart disease when he was 61. So he's got like some family, you know, strong family history. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was like, absolutely. You know, he's like, I've never had any issues, but he knew he had the genetic proclivity. So he was like, he would. He made an appointment Well, he called the guy uh, to get a battery of heart tests. It's a sports cardiologist specifically. Uh, but the, the doctor was like, well, you have to get a COVID test first. You know, that's sort of par for the course right now. So he we went, he got a test and the nurse called the next day and the result was positive. And he was dumbfounded. You know, he's like, he's been he's like, I've been the poster boy of staying home. So he really doesn't even know. He is in kind of a hotbed area. He's like, I went to the grocery store once. Tell me that was it. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But um, so he started asking the nurse all the questions that any of us would like, you know, what does this mean? What should I do? Can I still exercise? And the nurse told him that he could still exercise so long as he felt OK and he didn't have a fever. Uh, so he was like, OK, cool. He's going to plan some easy rides kind of thing. And the, the same day, not too long after his sports cardiologist called from his cell phone because he had also got Trey's positive results and said, Hey, I just wanted to catch you. Do not exercise. Like don't ride. Don't exercise. Uh, he said that they had been seeing athletes who were asymptomatic become symptomatic from exercising because of sort of the natural and normal inflammation that we, we generate when we, when we ride hard, you know what uh-huh. I mean? So um, and he he did say, like, after that ride that seemed to trigger it, like he might have been positive. Who knows how long? Right. But he like he he struggled for quite a while. Breathlessness. Anytime he tried to do anything, uh, he said he would feel like 90 percent fine just hanging around the house. And then as soon as he would go outside to do something like he would have to go back inside and lie down for a bunch of hours because he would be breathless. So in short, I mean, all of this evidence is sort of pointing to that exercise can make COVID-19 worse. And it was not just Trey, sports cardiologist saying this. Uh, You know, I I followed up with the authors of those other studies that were were crossing my desk. One was from Jordan Metzl, and he's out of uh, the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York. And he did a paper, it was a research review on like all the organ systems that are affected by this disease, how long the recovery process is, and what that all means when you're returning to exercise. Because Jordan's a sports, he's a big, he helps out with the New York Marathon. He's a huge, contributes to runner's world, like that's his thing. The other was from another guy who is also very into exercise, sports cardiologist, Sunal Makadia, and he's out of Baltimore. 
And his paper was focused on heart inflammation with COVID, with with exercise. Mm-hmm. And they were all saying the same thing, that even though all these docs usually say, if you're feeling just a little draggy or under the weather, sometimes exercise is just what you need, right? And they're like, COVID plays by entirely different roles. And we have to get this message out there. Like, they're, they're I, I don't want to scare people. And that's why I'm being kind of cautious. But Jordan saw a very young marathoner die. Like she tried to run through it and she was uh, um, one of the first responder workers in New York and she had a heart attack on her run. So this is not something to mess with at all. Mm -hmm. And he also saw Mm -hmm. a cyclist doing the same thing who ended up with a ton of blood clots in her legs, almost needed an amputation. Like we all have this HTFU mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but but we also all turn and, and Jordan said the same thing. I mean, I've known this guy forever. And he's like, I tell people burpees can cure cancer. You know, he's like, I am the biggest like exercise for medicine guy you'll ever meet. He's like, this is counter to everything I've told athletes for 20 years. It's like, I, but this is really important. <laughs> um, the, the, the trick is, is that exercise is still really, really important for you, right? Like it's good for mm-hmm. your health and it boosts your immune system. And there's also really good evidence that being active and people who exercise have less of a risk of the acute respiratory distress syndrome that is common with COVID, right? So um, the take-home message that they all brought to me was that it's that right now, the most important thing is you become a good body listener. Like you really tune in to how you feel. Like don't just blow off weird persistent fatigue as, oh, I've got allergies or Oh, I'm stressed out. You know, are the things that we might do, Mm -hmm. you know, um, they all said, like, be especially mindful of unusual symptoms, shortness of breath, chest pain, things you honestly anytime should please everybody. (laughs) But if you have like a regular heartbeat, heart palpitation, shortness of breath, leg swelling, muscle pains, like any unexplainable fatigue. And uh, Makadia said, like, even if you like suddenly find yourself unable to keep up with your usual buddies that you've been riding with, like, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Something's up like that. That's a flag. And he said, checking your heart rate monitor is a good idea, too. Like, if you're hitting your peak heart rate, like weirdly early or your heart's doing weird things again, stop riding, get checked out um, because the 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 mechanics of this are that. They, they've done these studies in animals. They haven't done them in humans because it's unethical. Um, right. But when you, if you have coronavirus and you start exercising, intense activity during, the act, during an active infection can cause the virus to replicate faster. So you're feeding it with the higher metabolism. Yes. And in your heart, that's particularly bad. Like that can lead that, which is why we're seeing like the heart infections, the blood clots, like the cardiovascular ramifications mm-hmm. are high. Um, Good grief. Yeah. It, it, and it is like, again, not trying to scare, but it's really important to be informed because mm-hmm. we are all so much like, I mean, when I feel like a little under the weather with whatever, like I always feel better when I ride my bike or do something right. Like that's just the go to unless you're like really down and sick. Like that's just like that's what you do. And it's very easy. The other thing that's important, so I'm going to get to the take home message here, too, um, is that this seems to have a biphasic response. So if you've been diagnosed with covid, whether or not you have symptoms, you not you should not exercise for two weeks. And they they're telling everybody that um, after your positive tests. And if you do have symptoms, you should avoid exercise for two weeks after your symptoms subside. So that's like, I know that sucks, but that you're looking at like four weeks. And I know some athletes who've been, who've been through this protocol because the real concern, as Mikadia was explaining, is there's a biphasic response, which means two phases. So you mm-hmm. can get symptoms, right? Get sick mm-hmm. and you start to feel better. But then a lot of people, when they resume, have a resurgence of symptoms, mm-hmm. whether or not that inflammation has caused something again or it's not all out of their system. Like we, who knows? But so, but it's the second bout that seems worse. Like the set, that second surge of the, the disease seems he's like, that's when people get hospitalized. That's when we see the infections. That's when we see the clots. So they want to really avoid that second bout, that second surge of the virus in your system, 
which is why that additional two week period after your symptoms are gone is important. And to not do anything, even if you have symptoms for two weeks, like those are the that's the general rule. And then Metzl's like, once you resume, go half your usual volume. And for the next three to six months, just work with a doctor, especially if you've had any cardiovascular stuff. If you've had Mm -hmm. chest pain, anything that indicates heart palpitations, don't mess around. Like, it's just not worth it. Like, make sure you are clear. And because if you end up with a heart infection, that can honestly affect you for the rest of your life. Like, it's just it's it's not worth it. Uh, So I hate to be a downer, but I'm really trying to like I, I just felt like this message was too important not to talk about because I don't think it's out there. Like, I don't think that we're hearing it enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've certainly seen some things where, yeah, people were uh, asymptomatic mm-hmm. and then, you know, exercise or something else. And suddenly they become symptomatic and suddenly they got very, very sick. Right. Uh, and that's that's disconcerting. And it's certainly I was reading stuff about how, you know, you probably don't want to exercise until you're really certain that you're clear of the Mm -hmm. disease in a big way. I would have expected going into this, if I'd known what your topic was, that you would have said a longer period of time of, of no exercise. Two weeks doesn't really strike me as all that bad. It's not all that bad if you're asymptomatic and four weeks isn't all that bad if you are symptomatic. I mean, you're looking at a month and that doesn't mean because you really shouldn't just lie on the couch either. Like you should move your body because blood clotting is uh, more of a risk if you're not doing anything. So like walking and movement, but like, you know, what we think of as exercises as right. Cyclists is, is different than what, you know, walking the dog is fine. You know, you can walk Mm -hmm. your dog Mm -hmm. or whatever. If you, if you can be safely, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. (laughs) Exercise that a non-cyclist would define as exercise. Right. And distant and say like all these things, you know, like once you open the can of worms, like it all comes flying out. But um, yeah. yeah. I, on my ride today, I was thinking about how strange it is that we are faced with this disease that does have such a varied response in different populations Mm -hmm. and how we could be faced, you know, for years and years to come you know, with the emergence of new viruses that may only selectively target certain populations. Oh, for sure. And I mean, we've seen it before. Um, This is not, I think what, I think why this is coming to our attention is because it's just, it's global. It's, it's so widespread and it's so weird and important, but I mean, that's, it's not unusual that things will affect populations differently. Like this is so novel. We're just learning about it, but we're also, I mean, we do know because there's been evidence that, the, you know, there were generally two strains or mutations already. Like the wet your mm-hmm. coast was hit was a different variation than the East Coast was. And that, you know, I mean, they're looking at all different kinds of stuff that affects it. That makes sense. Like your genetics and your blood type and your your immunity status. Like there's a billion different things. This thing mm-hmm. is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. That's why we all have to just be smart, you know, and like keep being active, but just really pay attention to yourself. Really pay attention to yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's going to have me thinking differently about when I feel off. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I had a couple weeks there back, what, like May where I just kind of couldn't get out of my own way on rides. And obviously I haven't come down with COVID since then, or at least not in any symptomatic way. And right. It doesn't seem like anybody around me has gotten it, so I probably haven't given it to anyone. So I think I'm in the clear. But if I were to find myself in that circumstance again, where I had five or six rides in a row, mm-hmm. where I was getting home feeling really fatigued, right? I'd look at it a little differently now. Right. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please do. The more we know, the more you know. And that's why I wanted to bring this up, because I do yeah. think that it's easy, especially now, it's so easy to, it's easy all the time to blow, like nobody wants to think that they're sick with someone. I mean, how many people blow off chest pain? How many people blow off chest pain until they have a heart attack? Mark Weir, like how many people, you know, like, so it's, don't blow stuff off at, with this. It's just the consequences are, are just, um, they're too high. I mean, they're honestly just too high. Um, yeah, 
no, it's really important to, to, to pay attention to that kind of stuff. And yeah, we will get through this. I mean, we really will, but it's, it's knowledge is power. We're going to take a short break for our sponsor Shimano and we'll be right back at Shimano. We love riding and we know you do too. As a small repayment for all the joy your bike has brought your life, we encourage you to maintain your bike regularly. Genuine Shimano replacement parts will keep your Shimano-equipped bike running smoothly. Whether your bike is built with 105, XTR, or our new gravel group, GRX, a well-maintained bike will operate better and go faster. Worn out a chain? Consider that a badge of honor. You've been riding a lot. Does it sound like metal on metal when you hit your rim brakes? That's a sign it's time for new brake shoes. What if your disc brakes don't feel as crisp as they used to? Cool, you've been going fast. Give them a bleed. Does your chain skip on smaller cogs? You're using all your gears and now your cassette is shot. Is that old saddle creaking? It may be fatigued because of all the miles you've put in. Consider a saddle from Shimano's Pro line of components. And what about your feet? Cleats can and do wear out, especially the right cleat if you're a cyclocross racer. Whether it is the plastic cleat on a road shoe or metal SPD cleat, they can and do wear out. To keep that love burning bright, show your bike a little TLC and take it by your nearest Shimano dealer to keep it running just like when it was new. Okay, we are back with the baseline, the podcast on two wheels. Patrick, I hope you have something a little different for us. Yeah, I'd say it's a little more entertaining. Okay. Um, <laughs> last week, my ex went out of town for her 50th birthday. She and her boyfriend went to Lake Tahoe and they did a bunch of hikes. And because it was Tahoe, the photos on social media are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And because she went for an entire week, that meant I was on daddy duty all week long. Mm-hmm. Which is to say it was exhausting, <laughs> but that's not really the point. Um, the point is, she has to return the favor. Actually, that's not the point either. The <laughs> point is, I get to take a week off and go do some sort of vacation without kids for a whole week. That's exciting. Yeah. I haven't determined when, but when I really started to think about the opportunity. Now, look, I should be clear. With the exception of two three-day weekends in the last couple of years, one of them this year, as a matter of fact, I haven't taken a no-work-at-all vacation since before becoming a father 11 years ago. Really? Can we safely say I'm due? For yeah, real? I've worked, I've worked through every vacation. If I go on a bike tour, I'm writing about the bike tour as I'm right. there. Right, right. You know? oh, no, I could see that. I, I have spent many, 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 many a vacation doing that. But I have yeah. definitely had some that I did not work through. I, yeah. No, I've had two three-day getaways. Both of them were in Mendocino. Not complaining. That was awesome. Right. But yeah, I, I, I go to Hawaii with the family, you know, when we were doing that. And mm-hmm. I would work through that. I'd go to Memphis. I'd work through that. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go to the Corsica. joys of self-employment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's got I got its to, ups and its downs. Yeah. Yep, I got to go to some very cool places and see some amazing things. I hear you. Yep. But I mean, right now, just five days of not having to think about work. Oh, I don't yeah. really know what I would do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> think about work. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope not. <laughs> um, Okay, so I got to thinking, where do I want to go and what do I want to do? I have the who I want to do with it, my girlfriend Monique. Mm -hmm. There are two ideas I've had that would involve planes, but I'd need to think long and hard before committing to putting myself in an aluminum tube. The first is to go to Hawaii and see my father, who was not in great health. Mm. And by C, I mean, probably just wave to him through a window, like no yeah. hugs or anything. Uh, it's Hawaii, so that doesn't read much of a, need much of a sales pitch. It's uh, a long time. Oh, and that is long for you. When I went no. to Hawaii for Kona, that's a long time for me in an aluminum tube. Right, um, right. Yeah, it's a little yeah, less of a trip for you. Yeah, it's a, a significantly shorter flight. I mean, for me, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot like going to the East Coast. You know, for I sure. can go to Hawaii yeah. or I can go to Philadelphia. Uh, and... Wow. 
<laughs> okay, I can go to Europe easier, but yeah. oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that does bring me to, to the other idea, uh, which would involve a plane, and that would put me in a certain mid-Atlantic state at this oh. gravel event run by the co-host of my podcast. Mm, that would be. Unpaved. I believe it's called Unpaved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monique is from Philly. Oh, no so way. it would be a chance to meet some of her family, maybe if she'll let me <laughs> or if she'll let them. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure who it is. She's more afraid of meeting. Um, outside of those two ideas, this tiny little opportunity has gotten me to thinking about where we might drive and what we might do. And realistic or not, I've been thinking about trail systems within four or five hours of the Bay Area. Mm hmm. There is, of course, Lake Tahoe mm -hmm. and all the trails there, of which I have explored only a tiny little sliver. Yeah, they're uh, nice. I've only raced there, so God knows I'd love to ride them again so I could actually see things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Literally, 90% of my riding in Tahoe has been lift served. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't guess done that makes sense. I never even thought about that. North Star. Yeah. I haven't done much. Oh my God, I forgot about that. I yeah. forgot that thing yeah yeah i've done a lot yeah. of that and actually i would rather if i'm going to do lift surf riding i'd rather be in park city than at north star yeah yeah yeah. Uh, no i did the flume trail and all that kind uh -huh. of stuff around there that without again racing so it was mm. fun i did an xterra world world national championship there yeah. okay yeah um so there's another trail system a little south of yosemite near mm -hmm. pinecrest and I've heard from friends that those trails are stunningly good, like hidden unknown world class. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the more I think about it, the more that kind of edges up on my list. There's Downeyville and all that stuff. I've mm -hmm. never ridden Downeyville. I've never ridden Downeyville either. Um, I think I want to hold off on that until I have friends to go with who can like pull over at a point and go, you you can ride this next bit, but at about 50 yards, you're going to want to get off your bike. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be some consequences. Yeah. I, I tend to, yeah. Me and consequences have a, a really checkered past <laughs> <laughs> down in Lake Isabella. This is probably more than five hours, but what the hell there's this great trail system that's near Lake El Isabella outside of Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of it can be done shuttled. Uh, there's a road that you can take and yeah, you can do Is a that down by where giant is or no, is my geography no. wrong? Okay. You, uh, it's, it's the same latitude more or less nearly okay. sort of, but it's the other side of the state getting into the very southernmost reach of the Sierras. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, a little bit North of there, I did this event, the ride of the immortals where you start basically at highway 395 mm -hmm. in the desert. I'm up. You cross the Sierra. You drop down the other side. You uh, you get to the Kern River. You turn around. You <laughs> climb back up. You go over Sherman Pass at like 9,600 feet a second time. That's awesome. <laughs> Ride back across the Sierra and then drop back down to 395. What's the distance of that? Uh, it was 137 miles, 19,000 okay. feet of climbing. Holy crap. Yeah, 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 that sounds yeah, epic. Like, yeah, it actually was. epic. Yeah, but it it's only been run like three times. Road, and, uh, road. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that said, if I ever went back, I'd be there with either twenty eights or thirties or thirty two. Oh, for like sure. That. Yeah, the descent off of Sherman Pass, you couldn't relax uh, on it at all because it was so potholed. Totally believe that. Yeah, yeah. I I would maybe even consider a full on gravel bike. Yeah, just relax <laughs> just, and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Smoother tires. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. But one heck a long day. Oh, wow, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, all the great trails near Mount Shasta. Mm -hmm. um, that's super sandy, super dusty, super pumicey. Mm -hmm. Not actually my favorite riding in the whole world, but I've got mm -hmm. friends who say, oh, there's other riding that you can do near there. Yeah. And of course, there's the spot that I really want to get to know better. Jackson Demo Forest in Mendocino County. You know, if I if I took a week to get to know Jackson Forest better, 
think about what that would do for my vocabulary of trail knowledge there so that I could get up there on a weekend and not mm-hmm. be starting from scratch all over again. Right, right. Uh, and there's this, there's this awesome little wine shop in a kind of a touristy little tchotchke sort of shop, but a, a little corner of it is devoted to uh, a guy who does tastings of local wines. Uh, and that guy knows his stuff. He's a former chef. And just to go and spend another two or three hours doing, ta- doing a tasting with him, it's, it's fun. I really, really like Mendocino a whole lot. But, you know, it's a big world, and I might ought to circulate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's also, I got to say, it's remarkable to think how much road riding and even gravel riding I've done around the state of California and yet just how little of the state I know in terms of mountain biking. It's a big state. Well, yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also funny to me that like some of the places that people talk about in hallowed tones, like the San Juan trail down in orange County. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the San Juan trail. I didn't either. I did a trip there and I was just like, okay, it's okay. But there's not a whole lot down there. Mountain bike wise. Right. Like, no, no. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got these little bitty pockets and none of them have a network of trails like what I've got with Annadel. Right. You know, I mean, every time I go into Annadel, I could do, you know, I could do, I don't know, easily a dozen different 20 mile rides and none of them would look the same if I, if I wanted to be that creative about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I get it. Yeah. Um, and all this assumes that I'd take a mountain bike with me. And there's literally no reason for me to assume I would do that. <laughs> so my question to you, mm-hmm. if you were going to do a vacation, given our current situation, mm-hmm. what sort of riding would you want to do? And where do you think you'd go? Oh, oh, I, and we aren't talking SUP at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to include a little SUP in there. Um, well, I, you know, like I did that vacation that, It's funny you mentioned that because we did like we were supposed to go to the Grand Canyon, as you might recall, and other places. And we went to the Grand Canyon of PA and ended up discovering some amazing riding that we didn't even know existed up in our state. That is phenomenal. That Jake's Rock stuff with those giant boulders. Yeah. We're going back there this weekend. Like we liked it so much that uh, uh, some friends of ours and I and us are going to go camping. Up there, we got sights, and we are taking our stand-up paddleboards because there is water nearby, and they fit in the car, which is why we got them. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been that's been a that's been a really cool thing is that we prior to this spent all the time because we live in a very big country, and we you know like there's a lot to see. So we when we would go somewhere, it would be out of state. Right. Like it would always be out of state. And it it was really great to discover some of these incredible riding destinations that that are with, you know, within driving distance of us in our own state. Uh, so and like I would I would pick going to Jake's Rocks if it was anywhere like it, it was that it was that amazing. Like it, it, it immediately went to one of the top places that I've ridden. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm really excited about doing that. Uh, and I don't, yeah, I'm not super. I was actually just talking to someone about this today. Like, I don't actually think flying is an extraordinary risk because they have like the filters and your mask and all the stuff. Like, I, I don't, I don't worry about that that much. It would be, be kind of a drag to be in a long flight with a mask that you couldn't move off of your face. Except that, you know, like that would. That would be a little tiresome. Like, so when you said Hawaii, like I, X day, I would never (laughs) from here do that flight in that, in those circumstances. Cause it would just be just that much more unpleasant. But I, I I don't think I'd be bothered to go to a state where, um, everything is okay and you're welcome and you don't have to quite like, there's all those other considerations, you know, like when you're going from state to state still at this point, like some states are like, if you come in, you want, we want you to quarantine, you know, and you try to be a good citizen. Which brings me back to just staying in Pennsylvania, quite honestly, Mm because there's so many great places to go. It's within driving. And the nice thing about driving is you you can just throw everything in the car. Yep. Right. Like that's it. When you're talking about cycling destinations, 
that was also the beautiful thing about this PA trip we took. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to take all my shoes. Who cares? Like, I'm just throwing it <laughs> all in the car because you yep. don't have to really limit yourself that much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, believe me, I do think about, you know, at some point I do want to buy one of those stand up paddle boards. I, I, Dang. you've, you've kind of gotten me with that. And you know, just have another way to do something outside that can be low key. That's what it's really. I mean, it's uh, I can't I, I can't. It's funny. I was just doing another podcast. I was a guest on someone else's podcast and he was asking me about it. And I I honest to God, Patrick, I've never done an activity that puts my head and brain in the same space that I imagine must be what meditation is like when you like I've never been successful at meditation, but the moment I float out in that water, I am in another place mentally. Like I am just, I can't, I don't know if it's the negative ions from the water. I mean, there is good research that being around water and on water is very good for you um, because of the charge in the air, but it just, I am thinking about nothing else. Like, Cycling is amazing. And I would like, I again, never would substitute one for the other. Like that's not, it's not the same thing, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, a lot of it is too. Like when I'm on the water, all I'm trying to do is like take in my surroundings on the water and enjoy being on the water. Still on when I'm on my bike, even, even when I'm in a new place or like, there's always a little, because I spent so long in the performance space. Yep. It's very hard for me to 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 not ever have that creep into my head like oh yeah how do i feel how do i like to like all those th- like that it it's 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 very very hard to eliminate that and i'm fine with that but it but i am 100% liberated and free of all of that when i'm on the paddleboard like i am doing this thing in and of itself mm-hmm. to see nature and i've got my binoculars and i've got my and i'm just happy to uh funny because we did did, I, did we talk about going do, doing the river have we talked since i went down 10 miles down a river no no <laughs> we went nine and a half miles down a river with a bunch of friends including uh-huh. rapids like oh not not joke that like real things um and it was it was fun it was fun but it wasn't like i'm like i would that would not be my choice to do it all the, like i because because it was it was very much like going to Downeyville, right? Like you're on like I'm looking, I'm trying to read the river. There are big rocks, you know, like you're trying to like avoid boulders and, and spilling onto boulders and shallow water where you might like scrape the bottom of your board, like all that kind of stuff. And there were stretches that were long and beautiful and serene, but it just required a different kind of attentive. And that, that's not what I'm in it for. Yeah. So lakes. Lakes. Lakes are lovely. Yeah. Okay. Neat. Wow. Well, that certainly gives me things. I know every time you talk about it, I'm just like, I just, (laughs) I just gush. So yeah, yeah. that's why they always go in the car, you know, like it's just a really great compliment. It's a great compliment to cycling. And I do think it's made me in this other podcast. It was with a trainer, a coach, um, who does, who does a lot of coaching for cyclists and he's huge into strength training. And he was asking if I had seen any crossover from the paddleboard to the bike, you know, uh-huh. which is a great question because I actually have, um, it's a great sneaky way to do core. Like these, oh. these, this past month and a half or so of doing this kind of pretty regularly. I absolutely feel it. Like I absolutely feel like my glutes are the outer glutes are more awake on the bike. My my core is more active. Like I can definitely, definitely, definitely feel that. And my it, it's it's interesting. Like and I, I I certainly didn't get in it for that. Like I didn't <laughs> think of it as quote unquote cross training. That was not in my head. But right. there's but it's an, it's I always like when you actually get those benefits from doing something that you're doing just because you want to do it. I've always told people I don't exercise. I always say I, that. Yeah. I, I'm still just 14 years old and I go out and I play with my friends. Right. I do not a million bike rides. I've never considered like, I'm going to get my exercise today. Like I think that's not what I'm, that's just not what I'm thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if I walk in with my little key thing for, you know, the the little barcode for a a health club, 
that's exercise. Totally. And there are times where you're like, when you're stranded somewhere, right? Like sometimes when I'm at my brother's house and there's not much going on and I'm losing my mind, I'm like, I need to get, like, then I am thinking I need to get exercise. I don't know what that looks like, but I need to get the hell out of this house and yeah. do something. Yeah. 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 I, I have to get my heart rate up or else. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Well, this is good. You know, it's funny in talking this through with you. I think I've got to talk to my friends about those trails near Pinecrest. I really that sounds great. That actually, I need to that look would be that. my, when you were talking like, that sounds like the one I would go for. Yeah. And it's one of those things that if I don't do it soon, it's going to be, you it know, next be. May before or June before I can, before you can. the season yeah. is, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a long winter there. Cause that's, it's at like those trails start at uh, 6,000 feet or so. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You, this is now is the time. Now it's probably the best time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I can do any of this before like October or something, but you know, I, yeah, yeah, that's true too. But, but I, October, you should still be able to, it'll just be cooler. It, it yeah. won't have, it won't have snowed there yet. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, friend of mine, did you know Chris Matthews at Specialized? Oh yeah. Was, oh yeah. Okay. Nat has Yes, yeah, yes. Yes. Neat, neat people. So for those who are, have no familiarity who we're talking about, uh, Chris was a fella uh, who got an MBA from a Canadian university and was doing really creative stuff in marketing for Specialized. Later left them, uh, went to uh, a, a, some sort of biogen company and right. was doing stuff for them. And then went on to that, briefly lived a little robot company, Curie. I uh, missed that incarnation. Oh. What is he doing now? Because I saw him at the Grasshopper. He's got like long hair. He looks like a, a <laughs> mountain man now. I'm like, who are you? He was so uh, high and tight with Specialized. Well, uh, he and Nat are now in the Netherlands. Oh, what are they doing there? Uh, she is. Uh, she works in uh, some sort of research, you know, pharma, something or oh, other. Okay. I think the company, if I recall correctly, the company she's working with is involved in part of a larger collaborative effort to work on a vaccine for COVID-19. Oh, wow. Okay. If I understood, you know, it's it's one (laughs) of those things where like I read the description and I don't understand it well enough to repeat it back to anyone else capably. Uh, And so he's in the midst of uh, developing a new company to do something very cool that I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but I know all about, and it's going to be awesome once it happens. So anyway, what are you bringing it up about? If you can, <laughs> I, well, I wasn't bringing that up. What oh, I was okay. bringing up is I used to visit them from time to time in their home and they had finished one of the walls in their guest room with like blackboard type stuff. Yes. Yes. And I made a that. big vision wall out mm-hmm. of it of all the things that they were going to do and whatnot. And I think the time has come for me to do something similar to that. Hmm. No, that's yeah. cool. You know, uh, not just a vision board, but a vision wall. No, uh, I love those chalkboard walls that you like. Yeah. It, it's really, really cool. And you know, they're both reasonably artsy. So theirs was attractive yes. too. It didn't look like chicken scratch. Yeah. yeah. No, that's mine cool. won't be pretty. So maybe mine should be smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, neat people and definitely inspired me. Yeah. So awesome. All righty. How about some paceline picks? Sure thing. I've got something that I can't wear yet because it's 9 billion degrees out, but I can't <laughs> wait to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pearl Azumi, I sat in a zoom like product launch when all this broke and it was probably April, you know, or May. And they were introducing like their fall of their fall line of stuff, uh, especially the women's the women's mountain bike stuff, which is pretty rad that they're coming out with. <laughs> and it was funny, like we were all, you know, how those Zoom meetings are where they're talking, but they have like the chat stream that's going down the side. Yes. So they uh, these uh, women's scape coveralls came up. So they are they look like you should be working in a garage, like have a wrench in your hand and whatever. Uh-huh. Uh Full body jumpsuit kind of thing for mountain biking. And the whole, like, all of us were like, want, need, must have. Like, the whole thing was exploding over to the side. Like, all of, like, all of us were just like, rad, must have now. Um, So they, I just got them. They're, it's completely impractical. You know, like, there's nothing practical (laughs) about these things. 
but I mean, they're, they're water repellent. They, they are made out of, you know, we, the, the, the performance oriented in their construction and in their materials. But it is a let's face it, it's a jumpsuit. You know, I mean, you are you are mountain biking in a jumpsuit and uh, 150 bucks. It looks rad and I cannot wait to wear it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, back in my rock and roll days, I had this crazy jumpsuit that was, it wasn't meant to be great for drummers, but mm-hmm. it was the sort of thing where I was like, yeah, that would be really cool for playing drums in. Uh, but it turns out that like it didn't gather well enough around the waist and mm-hmm the the uh, the crotch was a little low so they needed mm-hmm, to be hiked mm-hmm, up some mm-hmm. and uh when you have a one piece thing everything has to fit just right that you know, is we've a been fact. Over, so how uh how well, do they, they have the internal um just like you would with any kind of like shell shorts or whatever they have the internal pulley kind of thingies do you know what i mean okay. where you can mm-hmm. like Adjust all, yeah. yeah, adjust all of that, but not even just drawstrings, but you know, sometimes they have the elastic bands that you can button at different places. Yep. And uh, so there's a lot of that sort of customized, customized fitting that you can do of the thing to make it so you're not killing yourself, catching it on the saddle and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. And they, you know, it's got it five pockets and, and the whole it's, it, it's definitely a riding piece, uh-huh. but just inspired by something else <laughs> you know some other sort of like but it sounds like the sort of thing that you could get sloppy in get back to your car pull it off pull on some jeans and you'd be you know in a much better position to like go on with the rest of your day i would just take off my chamois and wear the sloppy uh <laughs> <laughs> jumper <laughs> but yes yes if i weren't to do that you are correct i could be more presentable i could take it off and and uh, does it does it have a like snap in liner or would you wear shorts with it? What's that approach? It doesn't have a snap in liner, but you would just they have uh, I have tons of their liner shorts, you know, <laughs> just the Pearl Azumi liner shorts. So I would just wear gotcha. any number, any number of those. I have a bunch of those from different companies. So you just wear your own liner shorts with it. It's uh-huh. not built in. And I actually prefer that at this point. Like, I think more companies are going that way as opposed to like the one that's like snapped in or built in or like it's just better to like have the ones you like, the liner shorts and just wear the shorts you like with them. Yeah, I want bibs. I don't want a liner. Oh, there's uh, that. I mean, you yeah. could wear. Yeah. I mean, because I, I'm a, I'm a boy and I don't have hips, you know, and everything will just work its way right, down right, as I right, move. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that is a boy thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh. You said this is the women's scape coverall. There is no is men's a- scape. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I'm sure there will be plenty of men buying the women's scape coverall, though. I expect to see them. <laughs> I've got some contacts there. Emails will go out this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I look forward to checking that out. Right. Uh, the- I mean, certainly I know other people who I, I bet will really dig it. So there's the, like it, it was by far the most uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff was very cool, but that thing just blew up the Zoom meeting. Like everybody was <laughs> like, that is amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Are you familiar with OS maps? I am. Oh, OK. Yeah. So OS as in open street. Maps. Oh, no, I'm not. I thought you were talking about a nope. Not familiar with that. I was thinking oh. operating systems. No, nope. oh, I have no uh, idea what you're talking about. Start okay. over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with those? No, I'm sorry. It's too far back. So it's an iOS app. I don't, I have no idea if there's an Android version of okay. this, uh, but it's an iOS app that includes the best set of trail maps I have encountered. Really? Plus, unlike most other trail maps that I've ever run across, you know, those aren't live and don't position you in the map. This one gives you a little blue dot oh. showing just where you are. And That's interesting. Yeah. And they've got trail maps. Well, it's just a map. It's, you know, one massive worldwide map or, or mostly world. I, I haven't really looked outside of California 
because okay. California has been so fascinating. Uh, I, you know, like I, I begin, you know, with, so do you my, mean, I'm, and I'm sorry, everybody, but like, well, I'm going to show him on my, on my phone. Do you mean like the, the OS maps that comes on your phone? Like just that one? No, this is oh, a separate okay. app. Yeah. Okay. That's that, so it's yeah. called open street maps. Like that's what uh, I would look for in the application. Uh, you, um, in the app store, mm-hmm. I would start just by typing OS maps and it okay. would probably be the first or second thing that pops up that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Proceed. Uh, so, I mean, you, you open it and it starts with where you are and it, you know, it looks like my home. Mm-hmm. And then I drag the map over and I start looking at Howarth Park and all the, all the legal trails are there. All the little illegal cut throughs and whatnot are Look there. Huh. And I work oh my, my way okay. into Annadel and all the illegal trails are there. But wait, you know, this is like full Ginsu knife territory. There's more. <laughs> they actually have the names of the illegal trails on them. Do they say they're illegal or they, you don't no, know that? No, it doesn't differentiate. Uh, so it's not going to help you not get a ticket if the ranger right. catches you. But I find it really handy, you know, to be able to look at those illegal trails in Anadol and get a better sense of how the different Strava segments link up. I'm not out to, like, go kill any Strava segments lately, but using Strava segments to try to learn an illegal trail system is a recipe for frustration. <laughs> I can't tell how this links up to that and where the, is this, you know, is, is Yeti before or after dark side? And, you know, well, what is, you know, what is mid dark connector? Uh, you know, it's just all this stuff. And now I can pull up this map and it shows it. And like, even some of the little mini cut throughs where somebody cuts off a corner of something to join mm-hmm. one trail to another, it's got those. If you blow it up enough, the level of detail there is just incredible. And, you know, this is the sort of thing where if I wake from sleep at three o'clock in the morning because I've just had a nightmare about dealing with an insurance company after the theft of a lot of stuff. (laughs) No, no particular nights like last night mentioned. This is the thing I will do. I will go rabbit hole on a map. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. that's interesting. I, well, yeah, people have had other words for it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> right there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I consider this a good time <laughs> and it's, you know, it's an interesting enough app and it's different enough from everything else that I've encountered out there. I, I got to give people a little heads up on that. It really is pretty cool. How'd you find out about it? A friend. Uh, a friend was, uh, recommending it on the socials and, uh, I immediately went and looked it up and realized, oh yeah, he's not wrong. This is, this is pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. It's amazing. All the stuff that's out there. Well, and the funny thing is like the, the guy who, who created the app, he's got a Russian name. I don't know if he's an immigrant, uh, you know, or if he's actually Russian, Russian or whatever, but it's like, it's one dude it's not the name of a software company. It's the name of a dude. And you know, it's like, how do you, how do you aggregate all this information? It's one thing to like use sat photos or something. Right. I, I, you know, I could see that helping the effort along, but when you start getting names of illegal trails integrated into it, like mid dark connector, Santa's sleigh, stuff like that. It's like, what is, what sort of interesting little cabal have you got going, sir? I. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, I guess if you're strictly a road rider, you won't need it. But uh, right. for, for anybody else, it's a handy little thing. Uh, I've I've certainly learned some stuff and it's made me want to go out and explore some things a little further. Slow down and take that right turn. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. Well. You know, before we should go, we should update you all on a few developments here. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned a new site, the Cycling Independent. And mm-hmm. I can say with some authority that it has been progressing. And I'm in a position to talk more about it now. Honestly, I haven't wanted to say too much in case something blew it apart before it launched. 
Mm-hmm. But we are at a point where I can say that won't happen. That's good. I can say that I'm publisher. Oh, mm-hmm. we didn't say that before. Nope. You were a little, uh, you were a little coy before. I was guarded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Mike Cushenberry, who mm-hmm. some of our mm-hmm. listeners may know from Dirt Rag or Bicycling or Bike and Mountain Bike Action. He's our editor in chief. Mm hmm. John Lewis, who many of our RKP readers would know uh, as Robot, uh, he is our senior editor. Okay. And then we have a group of absolutely A-list contributors. Uh, those names I got to hold off on just yet, but there are a lot of people. We're going to have some dedicated columnists. We'll have a, a column from them each month. Mm-hmm. We're less than a traditional website than more an online magazine. In Mm -hmm. that uh, columns will post on Mondays and we'll have certain days where features always post. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that we'll be able to get our podcasts all synced up. We will be distributing some podcasts that we Mm -hmm. aren't actually responsible for publishing. But because I believe in the content, I like what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I want to try to help them reach a broader audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to be a clearinghouse for a lot of great content um and yeah so there's a whole lot of really cool stuff in the works i can say that unless something wildly goes wrong we will be launching in september the exact date is that's pretty close (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh uh we're talking about a date for the launch, but we're not yet committed to it because every time I think, okay, we're getting into the closing stretch here, something else pops up. And it's like, Oh yeah, we should probably take care of that. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, we may have said a little bit about this before the cycling independent is going to be different from anything else out there in that we will be strictly audience supported mm-hmm. voluntary subscriptions, a la NPR. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have any advertising. We certainly won't have any paid posts. We're not going to do affiliate links where we get some kickback for uh, whatever people buy. We really want to keep it simple and straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't begrudge any of our colleagues and the way they do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things that I thought about was in launching something new. I really don't want to be fighting my colleagues for disappearing ad dollars. And really ad dollars are disappearing. They're Mm -hmm. going away. They won't go completely away. I don't think, but they are shrinking and there are an awful lot of people fighting for those. And I'd rather stay out of that scrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, And honestly, I'd rather, I'd rather produce a product that I think an audience will be uh, hopefully more willing to go ahead and sign on and voluntarily subscribe to Mm-hmm. If they have a higher degree of certainty that the only reason we're producing it is to give them good content mm-hmm. to digest about cycling. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different approach. Uh, I'm not going to say we're better or anything like that. It's just, it's an approach that sits well with me, both as a businessman and as a creative. Mm-hmm. And it's giving me an opportunity to work with just a phenomenal bunch of people. Uh, I'm really excited about this. And honestly, Celine, I can say that this site really owes something very significant to what you and I have done here with the pace line. When, uh, the more we talked about what it is we want to do mm-hmm. as writers and to, to really make cycling a bigger tent sort of activity and mm-hmm. welcome more people into the sport It, while RKP was never meant to be exclusive, Mm -hmm. uh, it was insider. uh, It was aimed at the dedicated writer. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not comfortable with that anymore. I've done it. I've done it well. I Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. But I want to do, I want the entirety of my career to be about bringing more people into the sport, welcoming more people into the sport, Mm -hmm. uh, making them feel accepted. And so, yeah. Uh, the pace line really, uh, really has been a, a source of inspiration for this. Uh, but that brings us to something else that we are probably ought to mention. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yes, it does. You want me to? You want me to talk about it? <laughs> well, it's more your news than mine. <laughs> yeah, um, that that does bring us to because we are talking business after after all, and everybody knows who knows me. I am have been a contributor to Bicycling Magazine since. Oh boy, 1997, and I've been a um, a hired gun with an annual contract since 98, 98, 99. It doesn't matter. That is a, is a long way of saying that I have a uh, exclusivity relationship with bicycling. I have a no compete contract with bicycling that I have had since that time, and my, you know, that is that is where my home is. And now that this is a media company that is technically, quote unquote, a competitor, I will have to depart the pace line. Um, it's it, it's been an amazing two years. I can't believe it's been over two years already. Uh, I, I do believe we we have, you know, we've been talking about what that transition looks like. And it sounds like you probably have some really nice uh, transitionary people or person lined up. But I, I myself am going to be going on to doing some other stuff that I'm not quite ready to talk about yet, but, but another, another kind of a podcast that is not, it won't be cycling specific, but it will be uh, athletically specific, uh, especially for women, which is a passion of mine, uh, as everybody knows. So super, super bittersweet, super, super bittersweet. But we didn't want to just like say, hey, she's gone. You know, like I'm not, I'm not quite gone yet, but as, as this launches... I will be transitioning out of this seat and hopefully making room for someone else. That's pretty awesome to talk about how cycling fits into our lives. So to be perfectly honest, I mean, when you shared with, we both knew that this was a risk. Okay. Oh, for uh, sure. And you know, like it was, yeah. it was like we, we got, it went under the wire with our KP, you know, that yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To all our colleagues uh, at the other publications, they basically see RKP even though there are other contributors, they see it as an extension of me. And so yeah. it's not, it's not a competitor in the same way. But when we started talking about this and you and I started talking, we knew that there may be uh, a fork in the road at this point. And mm-hmm. we were hoping we'd be able to work it out. And, you know, we can't begrudge anyone for it not working out. And I would hate for anyone to be upset with uh, bicycling or the folks at Hearst this is business. I respect it. it. Yeah. They have a very tough job in this market. I wouldn't, I really, really don't want anyone upset. I mean, hopefully not upset with us, but definitely right. <laughs> not upset with, with the powers that be at Hearst. Uh, it's just, I appreciate that. I appreciate you, you saying that. Well, I mean, you've got a lot of coworkers. I care a great deal about They're good mm-hmm. people. I've enjoyed my opportunities to work with them. And so I, I don't want any backlash here. That's, that's no, a really, and they were very clear that they wish you well too. I mean, let's yeah. be clear that basically, you know, like Bill, everybody was very clear. Like it's They're not, awesome people. there's not so, hostility going on here, but like it is a business arrangement. And there's like, when you enter into these things, it just is that just, it, it's yeah. just the way it's structured. It is what it is. And, and I completely understand that. Like I wouldn't be able to be on Bella news. I wouldn't be able to be on cycling yeah. to, you know, like it just, it, it just doesn't work that way. I'm a giant yeah. part of the bicycling brand. I've been there forever. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Makes, and I'm, yeah. you know, honestly, I, I've, I, I sort of envy you that run. That's been really wonderful. It's given you so many wonderful opportunities. It really has. And yeah. to upset I that apple it. cart. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't want to put you in a position that risked that that would yeah. be colossally inconsiderate and selfish on my part. Uh, but yeah, when we first started talking about this, I thought, Oh boy, that's probably the end of the pace line. And for a couple of weeks, that's kind of what I was trying to wrap my head around. Oh gosh, I'm going to lose this wonderful, wonderful part of my work life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then late last week, I had an idea and I began a conversation and I can't announce anything yet because I don't have a yes yet, (laughs) but I am talking to somebody and that somebody is reasonably awesome. Uh, This would not be a a Celine 2.0. This is a a significant. She's got other, she's got another uh, thing. She's got her own stuff to bring to the table for sure. Yeah. 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 So 
we've got a couple more shows, you and me. Yep. yep. And then yep. we will have uh, two tandem episodes. You did that interview with Matt Phillips' father, mm-hmm. which I haven't had a chance to listen to in its entirety yet, mm-hmm. but I will once I get to mix it. Yay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have an interview with a fellow named Michael Gamstetter. People who followed the industry for a while may know his name from having been the editor in chief at Bicycle Retailer and Industry News, Mm. the uh, trade publication. Mm -hmm. That's where his name's best known. It's been a while since he's been there, but he's got some really, really cool stuff he's up to. And so I talked with him about that. So we'll have those to follow. And by the time we get through all of that, I expect I will get to say something about who our next co-host is. And it's my, it's my genuine hope that uh, all you wonderful people who make up our audience will stick with us. It is a pace line. Somebody else takes bulls, right? Like, Oh, well done. Okay. <laughs> that, that had never <laughs> even occurred to me. <laughs> this is why I need help. Oh, well, that's a wrap on another episode of the pace line. Uh, Hey, keep the questions coming. It is our intent to keep going here. Yep. Uh, and Celine does have a couple more polls yet. So if you've got an op- idea, drop by RKP and put a suggestion in the comments or however other methods you've been sending them to Celine directly. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Celine Yeager. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.